Let's go. Welcome to Citizen. We have a very special guest today. Special. Special. Brian Callen. It's nice to uh, see you again. I like the, I like the uh, name of your podcast, Citizen, which uh, comes with responsibility. That's the point, right? Yeah. And I think the Founding Fathers talked about virtue being an important part mm -hmm. of citizenry. Yep. Right? Yeah, th that's, that's kind of the premise of the show. Um, obviously, people have seen it before know this, but um, you can either bitch and moan about politics or your circumstance in life and how things are and blah, blah, blah. And uh, with that comes, typically, you wait around for somebody else to secure your rights for you, right? Mm -hmm. um, but then you're a subject under their rule because they dictate precisely the scope of those rights. Yeah. Uh, or you can secure them for yourself, and that is the literal definition of a citizen. Yeah. I don't understand why that's so goddamn hard for people to understand. I mean, we've we're, we've been sliding downhill for quite a while in Western culture, but <clears throat> I think one of the primary issues is that there seems to be a massive disconnect between effort, personal effort, and outcome. Right. At some point it flipped. It's like we expect a certain outcome and regardless of what we do on the front end, if that outcome isn't met, then we have to find something to blame other than ourselves for it. Yeah. You know, but sometimes I wonder if if we went back 40 years and you had podcasts, let's just say you had podcasts. Mm -hmm. I wonder if men our age wouldn't be saying the same damn thing. So it's 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 always something to be on guard for and the debate rages on and 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 the grand experiment continues. So I don't know. Um, I think you're right about all those things. I don't. It's like that. You always go back to that Ben Franklin quote. You know, we created a republic, madam, if you can keep it. Yeah. You know, it's mm -hmm. it, it's being a citizen is to always be I not only just constantly vigilant, but I think also open to other ideas you know even if you have you get to be my agent you solidify pretty you know you kind of calcify which is not flattering you kind of like go well, i know i i know what bothers me i know what triggers me mm. i know what i believe and here's my evidence for it but it is important to stay a little bit open so i i had uh, john St stewart was saying he said look when it comes to systemic racism, and when I hear that, I go, oh, geez, here mm. we go. But I'm a white guy. Mm. And uh, you and I, if we were black, would be having a different conversation. I don't know what that conversation would be, but it'd be, it'd be potentially different just because mm. we'd have a different experience. And, um, and he, said, he said something. He said, what I'm talking about is internships are how you, you fold into a corporation or into a good job. Mm. You learn taking an internship which is essentially a job you don't get paid for. And then you get to know the powers that be and then they fold you into the company and you do that. The problem is because a lot of black and brown people don't can't afford to work for free. Mm. They can't afford to come out of college or high school and just do an internship because they got to pay bills. They just can't afford it. You, you have the majority of interns are just happen to be Asian and white. Right. It's just the way it is. Well, I think part of it is also that, uh, you know, selective association people tend to hang out around people that look and think like them that's yeah. just that's how yeah, all that's human beings work right and 100%. it's it, it isn't just the good things like family internship job blah 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 it's also crime right the vast majority of crime yes. is intra race yes like you know yes, black yes, against yes. black white against white yes. so on right yes. so because they, they live together they correct live in, yeah well, like I, the, all of us are like this i walk into this 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 studio and i'm immediately feel comfortable I just know how everybody, I, I tend to dovetail with, with kind of the belief structure, with the symbolism, with the, the credo of this place. Mm. You and I hit it off right away because mm. we speak about the same things. We're interested in the same struggle. And so, you know, no apologies for that, but also staying open to kind of other ideas and, and keeping people around you that you don't agree with. Sure. That's yeah. I mean, it's important. Smarter. You don't want to be in a fucking, uh, in, a, in an echo chamber. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I think uh, another. I, I think we get we got comfortable at some point, and then we started looking inward too much. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's that that's the to me that's the wrong instinct. One of the principles of the show is that 
no matter where I am, I'll be a leader and leaders eat last, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're a parent, you're a husband, you take care of your fucking family first. Yes. And the difference I guess is from like, one of the things that we need to work harder on as a society, I think is one, making the family unit cool again. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about just the, the, the religious version of that. Just make the family cool. I couldn't again, agree right? more. Um, and the other part of it is this psychological principle called kin selection, right? It's how we throughout our life determine who falls under the umbrella of our family protection as men, right? Like who do we consider to be part of our family? Because it isn't the, the vast majority of those people are not going to be blood relatives. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's your yes. friends and, and people you've met along the way, your coworkers and shit like that. But because of these social dynamics and just the way things work, uh, you know, typically it is people who look and think like us, yeah. unfortunately. So you have to make a concerted effort to get outside of that comfort zone. You do. And, and, but I, I, I think that the, the most fatherlessness mm. is a major problem. And, and there's some, I was in Jordan and in Jordan, um, you, I, I love that place. And I, I love the people because what I found was, you know, they, then I talked to the guy, he lives on a family compound mm. when you're the, you, by the way, divorce, good luck. You yeah, don't do that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get married. That's the way it is. You have kids. Your sons never leave. Mm. They bring the wives to you. They get married. Then the, the wives go to the other family. Generational but either way, homes. Yeah. yeah. And they, they all, they're all together. So mm. you have 15 kids playing and running around together and stuff like that. And I said, to him, I said, do you have a lot of therapists and people who are on antidepressants in your society? And he started laughing. Yeah, yeah. He goes, I'm, sure. I'm just not trying to be, you know, insulting, but I don't know any therapists and I don't know anyone who has to be on SSR because they have their whole family there. And I don't care what anybody says, you know, it's not being anti-gay. It's not being, uh, you know, any of that. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm saying the family unit is a beautiful thing that yin and yang male female energy in the household all that stuff is is part of probably more natural in mm-hmm. some ways because it's more prevalent sure historically and everywhere it just is mm-hmm. what it is it just is what it is well normal just means average it doesn't mean good or bad no. right I, and it, it also be, doesn't mean I, I don't want uh, two men to get married who love each yeah, other i don't, I don't yeah. have any problem with that yeah. you know but that, that's that's that, that's i believe in individual liberty i don't mm-hmm. even think the government should be in the business of marriage but mm-hmm. but but please don't attack the nuclear family as if the nuclear family somehow is is the patriarchy and and an offshoot of all these things that you think are tyrannical i wonder what that is is that i wonder i'm sure it's a combination of all these things but i wonder if it is just outside influence of people trying to keep us divided no no no. Uh, i know exactly what i think it is yeah tell me i think it i think it originates in um in bad ideas in an echo chamber called higher education Mm. i think in the the you know, Harvard and Yale and Stanford and Princeton, you can say whatever you want, but they have real cachet, Williams, Brown, Dartmouth, you know, um, all these these schools in the Northeast where higher education began mm. in this country, where are some of our greatest leaders and thinkers and, and, and industrialists came out of. Um, there is real mythology around that and more than mythology they were institutes of higher learning where you didn't learn Mm. what to think you learned how to think yeah and it was rigorous mit all these things that started in where the country is this this republic was basically founded um the intellectual energy the, the 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 intellectual architecture that gave rise to uh, all the things we think about, whether it's the Supreme Court checks and balances mm-hmm. and all these things, cold weather, yeah. where where it was hard dealing, mm-hmm. just waking up in the morning. And the, and the guy to, was a philosopher and a farmer at the same time. A hundred percent. Where books, where where it was, it was almost this Protestant Reformation in this country, where for the first time the citizenry. You had people like George Washington who said, I didn't fight this revolutionary war to become the king, mm. to become mm. George II. I, I, I did this because I believe that I should, I should serve at the leisure of the people. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's, they, 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 you, they solved the political problem. Yeah. Do you think it developed because there was no safety net, maybe? Like I think what the, happened, these, though, The founders knew that the, the, the institution that existed at the time, which was the British Empire, didn't give two fucks about us. 
well, except the, the for British what they could extract out of us, right? Well, but the British, the British system is also the great chain of being. It was also a monarchy. Mm. It's also the idea that the king is closest to God, right. and then the aristocracy and the landed gentry. And by the way, there was something about your blood, literally your blood, that that carried with it mm. royal bearing. <laughs> a higher birth. This is not unusual to societies. Mm -hmm. The caste system in India. Uh, I mean, everyone- Being born I, in the purple in Rome and Greece. Yeah, it's All same, of it. Everybody it's had a higher birth. Mm -hmm. You had slaves, you had a hierarchy. This country, the, 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 the insanity of this country was the idea that, yes, I know we had slavery, of course, but mm -hmm. at the end, and that was, that was contentious. Yeah. That was incredibly, that was hugely contentious with the founding fathers mm -hmm. until the, the cotton gin was invented. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you called it white gold. You had all this free labor mm -hmm. and, and you, you had an ability to, to ship all this cotton, blah, blah, blah. But what I'm trying to say is that the, the institutions of higher learning that, that captured our, our imagination as these, the smartest people in the world, that the philosopher kings of God, if you went to Harvard, you were set for life. Mm. You, 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 you dovetailed right into some amazing investment bank or an amazing, uh, uh, with the country club and a law yeah. firm and all that. <clears throat> I think what happened for, for Jordan Peterson's way better about this, but what happened was the women with the second wave of feminism women said we need our own studies mm. what about women what about the idea that you know uh can we study our own history mm. and the women's department gave rise to all these other things and then you had the this influx of these philosophers like michel foucault and jacques derrida who, who came up with these ideas of non-binary. Yeah, when you have yeah. a binary male-female, when you have tall, tall, short, when you have hot, cold, you automatically favor one over the other. So, mm. they, so our language, the logos created a prejudice within us. Mm. And so you had all these ideas and, and for whatever reason, they were so energized and they, by the way, all came from the same area code. Mm. All of these thinkers, like Judith Butler, they they were academics, and and, uh, and, they, they, and they mostly, pushed out anybody mostly pedophiles who had a, as well. I'm sorry, <laughs> mostly pedophiles as well. Well, you know, not all of them, but quite I, a few. I, I don't know, but I, but I do know that 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 um that you don't have to re even get into that without. But, but you can win the argument just by saying that they were that anyone who who had a the notion of a conservative ideology. The idea that the individual mm. should always take precedence over the collective, that spirited debate in good faith mm -hmm. and protocols, how you get to things, somehow that was all pushed out and you had these academic institutions that were purifying their echo chamber. And this started in the 60s and 70s, yeah. but it, it had reached its boiling point probably in 2012 with the Obama, Obama administration and all these people started taking power there. Mm -hmm. and, that, and, and that just gets carried away, man. I think that the conversation around the individual versus the collective is one of the most misunderstood and then poorly argued from the conservative side, right? Mm -hmm. um, they will say that individual liberty comes first and it's a lot of it is rooted in uh, the, the way that it's presented seems very egotistical, very me, 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 I'm important, but that's not the point of individual liberty. The point is, is that when you prioritize the individual, the individual prioritizes the group. That's the fucking point, yes. right? It's giving, it's just like being a good manager in a business. If you micromanage, you will have inefficiencies and you will lose customers and employees, right? Because people don't like that shit. But if you empower the individual, if you read any book on management, any book on management, one of the key things, one of the mo biggest problems in any corporation is when uh, middle to high level managers don't empower their subordinates with the mm. authority to do the fucking job they need to do, right? Mm. Yeah, and it, and it stifles and you, innovation, right? Correct, yeah. And, and you see it all throughout uh, society now as well. The, the, the more the individual, the, the more rights the individual has, the less, they, the less concerned with their own rights they are and the more they pay attention to the suffering of other people. That is an iron law throughout all of human history. It's always been That's like really that. That's really interesting. Yeah. I, never, I never thought of it that way. I do know that one of the things that the way a lot of societies are structured, like Japan, for example, mm. which was which is the idea that you total devotion to authority and total uh, subservient to your uh, the person above you mm -hmm. uh, out of respect so they don't lose face was everything. So you didn't even drink 
a better whiskey than your right. boss did. And the problem with that is that it stifles innovation. Mm -hmm. It's not an accident that Shotokan Karate is not represented in the UFC. It was because nobody was challenging their, their master. Right. Just the fact that you had a master was already a problem. You go to Brazil and you start learning jujitsu. Your your instructor is trying to beat you, and you're trying to beat your instructor. Your instructor isn't off limits. That was a very Asian idea. You know, Americans are like, I'll kick my. You know, I'm, I'm going to get better than my instructor. I'm going right. to come. Out, I'm going to go study this, that, and the other thing. That that mixed martial arts. That's very American. Mm. It's very interesting. It's an amazing invention. It just keeps evolving. And we're Americans are mixed mental artists as well. It, it, you know that's the strength of us and when you when you herald the individual as more important than the collective mm. you allow that person who was nobody to become somebody tomorrow mm. because they came up with an idea that was creatively destructive to the old way of doing things and because they came up with a better way of doing sure. things and that's nature right i mean that's it's a plant growing well that's also why no one is in our area code i'm talking about the united states no one is in our area code in terms of innovation mm. when it comes to technology yeah. or even when it comes to artistic innovation. Maybe Britain is a close second, mm. but you know, and Korea, by the way. South Korea is really good. Yeah, because they, they had it, they said in the 80s, mm. South Korea said, let's export our pop culture the way Hollywood exports its pop culture. Mm. We'll be that to Asia the way Hollywood is that to Europe really genius and they pulled it off it is true yeah and it's you know uh it's it's bureaucracies don't work anywhere yeah in in, in nature plants growing uh old leaves old branches need to die and fall off they fall to the ground there's something called you're if you're not familiar with a permaforest i think you would be interested in this idea but it's uh uh you know a forest that's that that serves itself there's no need for any at, once it's set up there's no need for any outside influence and it can feed families you know what mm -hmm. i mean so it's like the leaves fall to the ground and refertilize the soil that's how it works you mm -hmm. know what i mean and when you look at that in broader culture something that's failing being propped up by a powerful institution only cascades more failure that's that's what it does it amplifies the original failure and then it, it spreads the failure out over a larger period the best thing you can do is you know if you realize that something's not working stop doing it and start doing something else Right. Mm -hmm. um, that, but, but there's no. Or you'll go broke. Sure. Yeah. I mean, j emotionally, mentally, and, and financially broke. Yeah. Right. So it's like, how do you handle that shit these days? I, I think, I don't, I don't know that if it's just bureaucratic mission creep uh, that happens, inflation happens, and stuff like that. But it does seem like, to some degree, society is kind of conspiring to load more and more uh, unflexible responsibility onto people, like a 30-year mortgage, for example. That wasn't a thing back in the day. Why in the fuck would it be? Why don't you spend 30 years spending buying your house? It used to cost nine to $12,000 to buy a house in the 1950s, right? And, and it is, I think, oh, I'd have to look the number up, but it is not relative to inflation, not even close, right? So it used to be... And then in the 80s and 90s, the general standard was you spent three times your annual salary on a home, right? Whatever your, and that, that was a pretty good indicator of where you were financially. But now it's 10x. God damn. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's like, crazy. what the fuck, man? I don't know how that happened. I don't know the genealogy of that kind of phenomenon. I, I don't know. Well, the, the theory I heard was in 1971 when we left the gold standard. If you if you watch, uh, yeah, too many, I've talked to too many doctor um, uh, finance. I've talked to too many real financiers mm -hmm. about that. Guys who are really in the marketplace. I like listening to dudes who've made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And and because they really understand the details. Every time it's like Jeff Dye has that great joke. Um, it, where where he's like, why does everybody who's into cryptocurrency, why is everybody who's trying to sell me on cryptocurrency, have three roommates? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. I listen to the dudes that that have, that really understand markets mm -hmm. and make have made a lot of money. And when I mention the gold standard, they mm -hmm. look at me. They're just like, it's like, it's like, uh, uh, it's like saying to Dustin Poirier, "Hey, dude, this kung fu shit. You ever heard of kung fu? <laughs> How come you guys don't jump in the air and kick?" Yeah. And he'd be like, "Oh, fuck, man. I mean, I'm yeah. serious. That's what they look at me that way. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So because it's just, 
it's too complicated. Sure. Yeah. You know, they asked me to explain how it would work, and I had read this thing, and it was just I got so embarrassed. I was like, explain right. how a non-fiat currency would work, like a standard back currency. It's very hard that, because derivatives are amazing because derivatives mm. are a way of spreading wealth, mm. and it's why people can own their houses. I'm not saying there isn't. There aren't trade-offs. No, it's Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Or no, I'm sorry, uh, Wonderful Life, right? Yeah. Like your mortgage, or your your money is in his house, in his house, in yeah. his house, right? Yeah, yeah certainly. There are ways to, you're not going to stifle creativity. Part, part of part of what happens is there are ways to get wealthy and there are ways to play mm. with currency that that make, that are good, that that are effective, that are innovative. Um, and you're never going to stop that mm. unless you had some heavy-handed, you know, idea that this is the way and then we'd be in trouble so yeah trade well we're, we're getting to the point now where um you know people are so profit motivated motivated now that it's hard to get the barrier to entry on new ideas can be rough these days yeah. and i don't mean just new businesses i mean I, like the if, if you wrote a perfect comedy movie right now and went out to get funding. If you had done that 15 years ago, probably wouldn't have been very difficult to get funding for yeah, that. It's now true. it's fucking impossible, right? Well, that's because the the business model is so weird. So mm. now, you, you they don't nobody wants to hear about it unless you can sell it overseas, right? So <clears throat> you know that's why horror movies and action movies mm. are the only thing you can get financed. Comedy probably doesn't translate it, to Mandarin it very well. That's the problem. Comedy doesn't. It, it it's it's very uh, it's just national. And so when a comedy does get financed, it's almost an accident. It's, mm -hmm. isn't that, although I, you know, everybody's bashing Barbie, and I saw it. I got dragged to it, and I never would have seen it otherwise. I gotta tell you, conservatives better be careful because you're bashing a movie that's undeniably creative and funny. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna get into what it says and stuff like that. It didn't matter to me. I was watching it, going, "Damn, they pulled off a movie about Barbie." Ryan Gosling's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Margot Robbie's hilarious and great, and it was just funny. It was just stupid and funny, and everybody's looking at the social message, but <clears throat> that's almost to miss the point. Like That's where conservatives gotta be careful, because mm. you, now you're gonna sound like a stodgy censor. Don't do it, dude. Don't do it. Like you're the guy in the corner going, "No dancing over there. Yeah. No dancing." Fucking fun, uh, yeah, please. Yeah, you, you said the word patriarchy. Mm. Don't be it. Don't be that. It's gonna. You're gonna look old and stodgy. You're gonna lose it. You're gonna lose that game because they're too funny. You had Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach who wrote that shit. Funny motherfucker, mm. smart, and are very, very aware of what they were doing. Mm. They were messing with everybody, and it was genius. Mm. And I was like, I was watching it, and then I hear Ben Shapiro and these guys making fun of it. I was like, don't do it, guys. You sound like an Amish dude in the corner saying don't dance. This episode of Citizen is brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee Company. Join the Black Rifle Coffee Club and get fresh roasted freedom delivered straight to your door. Black Rifle Coffee Company is veteran operated and supports America's military, law enforcement, and first responders. Get premium coffee delivered every month. Choose your favorite roast, rounds, and delivery schedule anytime you like. Members also get free shipping and access to exclusive partner discounts. The best value you're going to get from Black Rifle Coffee is the coffee club. As again, you can choose the roast, whether you're like light, dark, or medium. You can choose the texture. You can choose whether you want uh, ground coffee, whether you want to grind it yourself and get whole bean, or if you use a Keurig and you want the coffee rounds and the delivery schedule with a wide uh, array of options for that. Get 20% off your first order with the code CITIZEN. So go to blackriflecoffee.com, sign up for the coffee club, Use the code CITIZEN and get 20% off your first order. This episode of Citizen is also brought to you by GhostBed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. Right now, GhostBed is offering 40% off GhostBed bundles where you get a mattress and an adjustable base. For everything else, 30% off if you use the code Drinking Bros at GhostBed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. If you get the 40% uh, off deal, if you use the 40% off bundle deal, you're going to get uh, a mattress and all your stuff, your base, your sheets, your pillows, all this stuff. For about 30 to 35 bucks a month. They've got a zero down, 0% financing plan for up to 60 months, six zero months. That's five years, uh, about the lifespan of the average bed. So it works out great for you, works out great for uh, the company. So go check it out. Go to ghostbed.com for slash drinker bros. Whether you're in the market for a bed, uh, an adjustable base, whether you just need sheets or pillows or any of that stuff, they got the best the mattress protector, the weighted blanket. They have everything you need there, 30% off everything. 
use the code drinking bros at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Or if you need that adjustable base as well and the mattress, get the bundle and everything else you add onto that deal is 40% off. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I, I probably won't see i mean maybe at my house at some see point it because you'll you'll appreciate the intelligence mm. like you'll appreciate how they pulled it off because there are a lot of see what they've been trying to get that movie off the ground in hollywood forever and mm. no one could write it all these great writers are like i can't i just can't break the story and greta gerwig and noah bombach these two quirky independent filmmakers who are married said let's try it and they wrote it and they they did it mm. and then you got this i'll tell you ryan gosling He's awesome. Oh, bro, be playing sh shredded and playing Ken. There's, I'm gonna not give the movie away. There's a scene where all the Kens have a war mm. on the beach, and they they beach. That's their job is mm. they beach. <laughs> it, it was so stupid. Yeah. And uh, I, the jokes on everybody who didn't who who makes fun of it. Now, Mark Marin, who mm. I love, I love mm. Mark, but Mark um, Mark had this sort of social, you know this this sort of like social commentary on it mm. about how it was uh great for feminists and femi no i i i, I I'm, okay I, you know I, I mean it's a comedy it's a comedy bro and it's silly yeah. and it was very good yeah uh nobody does glib better than ryan gosling god dude. he's the best at that god and i don't know if it's like he's been hot since he was like 10 years he's old been, or something he's been acting since he was 10 you're yeah. talking about a master yeah this guy you want to talk about ten thousand hours this guy's got twenty thousand hours he does shit that is so subtle that, that nobody does it, mm. it, it. You only get that from doing, from being an actor forever. It's it, it, like he's a, he's come all the way around, and God is humor. Yeah, it's good. Oh. I mean, he, he's. Uh, I feel like he's really, he's really carried it over. Like there, there are some people who didn't persist through the changes in Hollywood. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but he's had no issue, and it's he seems like I the know. exact same guy he was ten years ago. He is. You know what I mean, which is nice and good for him. He but found this... my dogs one time. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's why I like it. What kind of dogs? I had a pit bull that ran out, and he found it and waited at a gas station with my dog until somebody picked it up, <laughs> and this was before he was even that famous. Yeah. He had just done the Notebook, <clears throat> and uh, it was mm -hmm. pretty cool. Um. So let's talk. I want to talk about entertainment a little bit. Um, I, I think it's, you know, I went to seminary when I got out of high school. Not, I don't believe in anything really, but My dad did too. I felt like, um, I felt like studying comparative religion was the best way to understand human beings because that's like how you, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to justify your existence, right? Through all of this art is what I think it is really. Um, and I think if you really wanted to look in, in modern culture, maybe not religion so much, but in modern culture, if I were an alien coming to this earth, uh, and, and I wanted to see what life was like in the, tw since media began, right? Like actual digital media, I would probably look at comedy first because art has always been very subversive, right? Like in Rome, it's the, the, there's a town crier, but there are also people drawing pictures of, of, you know, Brutus stabbing. Caesar in the back and shit before it ever actually happened. You know what I mean? And, and that was a whole thing. Shakespeare was primarily uh, dissenting against the crown, right? And he's kind of an asshole. Uh, somehow stayed alive, or unless you believe that anonymous theory. That it was like 14 I different know. authors. I think, I think he wrote it. Yeah. Um, but it's always been like that. And, you know, th there's it's a good balance between it's the emperor's new clothes, right? Like you need people who are like, eh. You know, but you can't just be a dick about it. If you're the, if you're screaming into a megaphone all the time, uh, like if you're standing outside of Barbie screaming about the social issues inside of Barbie, yeah. I tune out pretty quick. Yeah. But if you do a bit on it about how yeah it was funny, but he, here's how it was also stupid. Yeah, I'll listen to that. Yeah. right. But it's satire. It's becoming satire is very powerful. It's very, it's so important. But it is. Some people say that you can't get comedies made anymore, so it's starting to go away. Obviously, shows like this, independent media, your, your show, uh, Fighter and the Kid, and other shows like that, do a, uh, you know, we, it's still there, obviously. Stand-up yeah. comedy's made a huge comeback since the late 90s, and yes. it's bigger now than ever, probably. It's crazy, right? Um, so it's still there, and I don't like the fatalistic attitude about it. Like, it's, we just can't do that anymore. Like, we can do whatever the fuck you want, right? right. You just gotta be, like, that's the challenge, is to become more creative and find your new avenue to put this Well, this kind stuff of stuff, out. podcasting, mm. you know, people talk about our speech being stifled, but I was talking about this on Rogan yesterday. It's like, listen, man, uh, 
at the same time, I can say whatever I want on the biggest platforms on the planet. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and there's, I can also, I can also confirm my bias anytime I want on YouTube. The, mm. My algorithm is always lying to me. So, you know, uh, I think we're all good, yeah. you know, in that sense. There is a lot of pushback on either way. Mm. We're still America, and mm. I appreciate that. And I think we're as political as ever, mm. you know, and, and um, people have strong opinions. Now, now you know, sometimes I worry that, you know, it's like I have this joke that I don't think anybody over under 30 should vote because <laughs> you got bad ideas, but that's not true and not fair because yeah, yeah. young people move <clears throat> things. But that's an old guy talking. Yeah. I mean, the, other than but George. What were you saying about, but so you're saying, what, what was your point about entertainment though? What, what, what well, you, I'm curious, you know, what your thoughts are now um, on how, like, so the, the issue will be monetization, right? It's, a, it's, it is, regardless of what it is, is a social construct. It is also a business for yeah. people, right? Yeah. Um, and it is. You know, we have we have reached a point where a lot of folks have been able to turn their podcast side hustle into a career, right? Yeah. Like ours has always been pretty big, so that it's it's always been easy for us. Not easy, but it's always been there for us. But I've I've seen quite a few people start in their garage as as we did, but years ago, and you know now they're doing real shit. You know they have huge audiences, and the the audiences are. The audiences are quite a bit bigger, but I think there's something about the decentralization of independent podcasts that that keeps it behind the curve a little bit when it comes to monetization. Because, like, I, I'm big, such a, big yeah. companies want to spend they want to spend money for sure, but they they aren't looking to go. It, it's it's a huge lift and a lot of work and a lot of payroll to go granular on some of this stuff. You know what I mean? I don't think we have a choice though. No, I, we have to do it. I yeah, agree. I I um. I am always, I'm just a, I, it's, um, I tend to be such a free market guy, but not because of an ideology, just because I don't think we have a choice. I, I Look, you either have a service that people want to buy or not, and you mm. either know how to sell that service or you don't. Yep. And you either know how to cut, get your signal through the noise or you don't. And man, that's an, an ever moving target and trying to stay relevant or heard in this sea of amateur or this sea of noise um everybody has a mic and everybody has a camera mm. now and everybody can do something and organize so um you know are you in the business of spectacle are you in the business mm. of en a true entertainment are you in the business of uh intellectual uh exploration D depending on what your niche is i i think not only are we 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 the the onus will always be on the individual creator but there is a good side to that which means we have a great deal of of freedom mm -hmm. to do what how and when and the old gatekeepers and the old guard is not as relevant anymore um especially with ai and especially with the fact that we consume story and music the way we consume candy it's just always there mm -hmm. it's become a shot of dopamine Good luck competing with TikTok and Instagram, but I think you can. I think you actually can because that stuff is a lot like porn. There's only so much you can do to the, to the brainstem. And, and I, there's something that happens when all you do is stimulate the brainstem. Mm -hmm. you, you start to spiral, you, you, you become an addict. Sure. And that has a shelf life. And nothing replaces substance, great art, mm -hmm original expression so um but look at these streaming companies man these streaming companies like netflix what they don't want you to know is nobody's watching their shows it's it's the dot-com bubble of our wow. generation isn't it it is it, it, it is a giant <clears throat> fiscal paper tiger it is and P, like Giorgio actually talks about it all the time the same thing with uber and all of the food delivery services they they've all been subsidized by big tech money but none of them are profitable none not any of them. i couldn't believe it so some of the biggest companies that this is not a good thing for a national economy that some of the biggest companies that exist are not profitable that's a bad deal especially when we're 30 fucking trillion dollars in debt already well they're they're waiting for automation and oh, for yeah. technology mm -hmm. to 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 catch up so that they don't have to pay human beings mm -hmm. and worry about human beings. But, you know, okay, that's just a gamble that venture capitalists are willing to take. Sure, yeah. But, I mean, over uh, a long enough time period, they'll probably win. Maybe. But the vast majority of the individuals in the company will lose. Yeah. 
which oh, yeah. is not that's not a great it's business crazy. model. It really is say, crazy. Say what you want about Henry Ford and how big of a Jew hating cunt he was, but he aligned his selfishness with like, hey, look, I want to sell as many cars as possible, so I'm going to make them affordable affordable to the people that work for me. Yeah, there was something tangible, yeah, good and business, measurable, good business model. Yeah. I mean, it is right, yeah. and how every motherfucker owns one or two cars. <laughs> you that's know right. what I mean? That's uh, right. That that's but there's no version of that in this latest creative destruction that I can see, right? Like, because now they're talking about UBI and you'll own nothing and be happy, which yeah, is a yeah, different yeah. thing than people used to say. Yeah, but I think um, what you're going to see with AI, there's, again, dark side, good side. I think uh, AI, you're probably going to have way more affordable housing because building a house on a piece of land mm. and actually using the actual materials on the land you bought mm. to build a house through AI and robots mm. is going to be not only possible, but you'll have a house in five days. The, it's going to be it's going to be kind of nutty. So, like uh, I robot when the but it, I guess they were going the other direction. It was tearing the house down, but similar, yes. right? Yes. Um, yeah, is, and I've seen some of those. It's it's almost it's like pre prefabricated walls. And then it's filled with material from the the site that you're actually on at the time, right? So you're delivering. Uh, I mean, you're, you're, you still have to pour a foundation and shit, but you're delivering a couple of pieces of wall, and then everything else is kind of getting put together there. That's that's yeah. promising. I mean, more, a lot 3D, more three D printing. Yeah, which is going to allow you to make everything you need in the yeah. town you're in, so you won't have trucks everywhere. It, it, it part of progress is is not only creative destruction, but major human disruptions. Sure. Yeah. Where, how do we fit into the future? I don't know. Well, that's the thing that could like I I agree with you. I think AI is a great thing. I don't, and I, some of that is probably because, you know, as uh, uh, as a former infantry guy, I kind of fantasize about zombie apocalypses, which you were in Range Fifteen, you know, yes. <laughs> and yes. uh, and robot wars and shit like that. There's part of me that wants that to happen just so I can go fucking go out like a, a champ. Um, yeah. But yeah. also, you know, just the the ability to, <clears throat> it's like a fucking a laser or a microscope, it amplifies our ability mm -hmm. in, in a lot of ways too. But what concerns me is then once we displace, okay, we, we've seen it in the last two generations of Americans. Once we displace these needs and on, on Maslow's hierarchy, once they become automated, we tend to lose ourselves pretty rapidly, right? First thing we do is look in the mirror and then look inside of ourselves and we're not pleased with what we see there and we blame everybody else for all the things we see inside of ourselves, mm -hmm. but take no real tangible steps to improve it, right? That's been, that's what's happened over the last 50 years in America and other parts in the West. But it's not an excuse. Right. It's a problem to be solved, right? So I, I do, I, I, that is the part that I worry about. Where are we going to find fucking purpose again? You know what I mean? That's a, that's a, that's probably something that follows you for the rest of your life. It should. Yeah. I mean, you think about the old male businessman who retires and dies two years later. You know what I mean? That's the trope that I think about when, and not, not that you shouldn't retire and enjoy your life, but I think like you retire and then you get a fucking puppy. Yeah, something to take care of that that old that's that trope about the guy that didn't want the dog, but now he loves him, of course, because yeah. he's a fucking leader. He's a dad. He's a yeah. masculine figure in life. That's yeah. uh, that's no matter what the guy says, he wants that dog. I promise mm -hmm. you, even yes. if he doesn't know it yet. Yes. So how do we I wonder how we start to replicate that? And then, you know, my solution, I like to hear your thoughts on this. My solution is I like I like to keep government as small as possible midgets. Right? No, that's 30 Rock. Um, I, li I like to keep government as small as possible, and people talk about that a lot and very rarely have any kind of plan to get there, right? But yeah. the, the, there's only one way to do it from the citizenry level, and that is to solve problems that the government solves before they can get there to solve them. That's, mm -hmm. that's how you do it. You box the government out by solving problems, give them, they're like Tinkerbell. They only have power if you all believe they do, right? Um, and I, I, I look at this complete absence and purpose in, in the male population in the United States. And it isn't one particular age group. It's from fucking prepubescence all the way through, you know, our age. Um, and outdated machinery. Yeah. You know, it, muscle but, and sure, yeah. aggression but is it's considered like, to be a but, liability. But there are people out there. You talked about fatherlessness. There are people out there who need this stuff from us. Like the, the country and human beings in general need to be defended, but there are young men especially young boys 
uh, to young men that have no male role model at all. So we have, it's, I feel like I'm going fucking crazy right now. We have this massive amount of both urban and rural kids without dads. And then we have all these adult men with no purpose and nobody's thought to, Hey, maybe we should put these two fucking groups together and People solve this problem. <clears throat> I, I think that, that the reason someone like Joe Rogan is so popular, <clears throat> your podcast is so mm -hmm. popular is because it's men talking about these things and also providing guidance. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the reason jujitsu schools are so full, I think the reason people want to move to Texas and own guns and grow an aggressive beard is, <laughs> is, is, is these reasons that we, we still have hunter, uh, fighter, provider, protector mm -hmm. instincts that are deep within our DNA. And, you know, if we have to simulate that, we will and we do. Now, there are healthy ways and unhealthy ways to do it. Video games are exactly the reason boys are so obsessed with video games is that simulation. It is war games. Mm -hmm. It is all that stuff. My son loves killing, you know, his avatar. Yeah. yeah. Know, yeah. The, the, the avatar mm -hmm. across from him. Um, and so the boys are going to find outlets for their aggression. You need healthy outlets for their aggression or right. they'll turn it in on themselves. I mean, it's like an unshielded electrical cable, right? But, it's not intrinsically evil. It's just not developed properly. Yeah, That's par it. part of what it is, is like you, you and I like trying to make plans to have dinner. Mm -hmm. That's important. Why? We want to go to you know our favorite place mm -hmm. because there's something about that place that did somebody built by hand. Yep. And that food is great. Yep. You know, and, and there's something about that that's kind of really intriguing. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know, man. I, I, I think that uh, the, the Middle East and Europe has figured it out better than we have. They take time for lunch mm -hmm. and dinner. They take time to be with the family. The, the, the divorce in the Middle East is still super taboo. Yep. And there's a reason for it. It's because you obliterate and detonate a family, yeah. which I've done. Mm -hmm you know, and my kids have to deal with it. It's not good. It, there's nothing good about it. Yeah. But it's, it's, we, we've spent a lot of time since the late eighties, I guess, probably Murphy Brown, uh, kind of champion, championing the, the single mother yeah. and good for that. I mean, like certainly that is not the easiest thing to pull off. Right. And if you're a single mom that happens to raise good kids, then you've outperformed your peers, frankly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but that is a cautionary tale. That, yes, that's not is. a fucking, that's not it's the goal. It's a cautionary button. tale. Yeah. It's a great way to put it. I mean, it's, it's like, not to be, it's not, it's not the ideal. It's a cautionary yeah. tale. It's I mean, hard. It's hard. And you, and that for the kid's sake, I mean, <clears throat> and this is true in every facet of life from physics with, with, uh, matter and antimatter, you know, and, and, uh, uh, in a military unit, you have a commander and a first sergeant typically, right. Or a command, so one officer and one NTO who are in charge of that group of people, whatever it is. And one of their jobs is to, uh, lead. And the other person's job is to make sure that you have all the stuff you need. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That you're taking care of, that your fucking bills are getting paid all this other shit, right? It's mom and dad, it's mom and dad everywhere from physics all the way to our fucking daily life and politics the left and the right making sure that we are strong and providing for ourselves and keeping ourselves safe but also empathetic to the needs of the people right we need both of those fucking polar things going on in any whether it's whether it's physics all the way up to the family unit and unit and polit national politics we need all those things to be present for us to be well adjusted and prepared for life i think um almost I was just thinking as you were talking that all, probably everyone agrees with you we have this tendency to think that you know we're talking about the family unit mm. and all of us in our mind have this tendency to think that there's a group of people who in the quote unquote LGBTQ community that don't mm. agree with us they actually probably do <laughs> people are so complicated and you know so so I don't think that your message is lost on anybody in that sense I, I know that there are people that make a living uh being professional provocateurs, mm. contrarians, and uh, and there are also people who are genuinely angry at something else, mm. and they have a straw man like I don't know a straight white male like myself as their enemy. I get it, just like I have my straw man. Mm. But um, probably 
when you start speaking as reasonably as you are doing and backing it up, I think that most people would have a really hard time finagling their way out of that. Yeah. Well, that I, th I think it's reason. important to strip away all of the virtue signaling, all of the, the party noise, all that bullshit. Um, yeah, but see, the problem is all of us have a story. So, sure. so what I'm realizing is that, you know, facts are very irrelevant to all of us in a lot of ways. I, 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 I think it, it, um, because there are endless number of facts. Mm -hmm. I think all of us are living a story and all of us have a story that we that that sort of is the bedrock we are anchored to. Mm -hmm. um, my story is something like personal responsibility. You, you are responsible for your own actions. Uh, you can make your own life if you work hard enough. You know, all these things that I was raised with. And it's not true necessarily, but it's certainly my ideal that I, it's the ideal I reach for. I believe in a transcendent truth. I, I, whether a, a transcendent truth exists or not, I think it's important to behave like it does. Mm -hmm. um, all, those, all those things, you know. Um, uh, I, I, I think that there, it's important to reach for, for a concrete answer. Mm -hmm. I don't like relativism. I don't like the idea of, you know, well, we, who can be sure of anything? I don't like that. Yeah. I don't think that's, uh, I don't think that applies to the level of detail. No. I mean, you it's know? like quantum social theory almost. I mean, that's not a thing, it, right? Yeah, and dude, if, it is, like, if it is, if it is, if it is, it's we, fine. We, we, we I can't, can't understand make the trains it. run on time yeah, that way. We, we can't under, if, it, if that <laughs> is a thing in principle somewhere in sociology, we can't understand it, which means there's no way for it to be. Uh, applicable yes, in dude. any meaningful way, right? So what the fuck's the point? I mean, That's talk it, talk about it, sure, but don't try to make policy based on that stuff. Well, it make yeah, sense. like look, look, like the just take the grid, the electric grid, and the mm -hmm. infrastructure that gets food <clears throat> on our table that gets carbohydrates, proteins, and fats in our bodies. That's a that's very hard. From the farmers who have to rely on the National Weather Service mm. to make to know when to plant seeds, when to harvest, when it's going to rain, when it's going to blow. These are all really important things that none of us. There's, it's an intricate, it's an intricate uh, ecosystem mm. that 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 you know uh, that is. There are people out there that are like, I don't have time for your ideology. Or your quantum social theories. Right. I, I got to do this. I got to actually mm. move this thing to here. It is a luxury of the privilege it to is. be able to even think about That's that. That's why shit. guys like you who have been to war, mm. like if I start talking about, you know, well, world peace, got to love each other, mm. and you go, hey, I've seen really bad things. I've seen what happens when a society breaks down where men who are monsters take over with mm. guns and are willing to do shit you can't believe. So you go, that's cool, that's cool, but let me tell you, since you guys are walking around talking this way, if the grid breaks down, you're gonna be calling men like me mm -hmm. who have experience with my beard and the fact that I can shoot straight because I promise you, you're gonna be dying for me to be there. Yeah. The, 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 so there's something called objective reality that yeah. someone like you had to live. Like my, um, Evan Hafer, um, who is the CEO of Black Rifle Coffee, but he was a Green Beret mm -hmm. and he spent a lot of time in war and he said, you know, in war sometimes, it all comes down to physics. It's one guy with a gun and another Fuck. guy with a gun. Yes, it's that, physics. Yeah. The truth and the law mm. is physics. Say whatever you want about your religion. Say mm. whatever you want about your politics. Say whatever you want about how it should be. I'm dealing with the laws of physics. Yeah. I better get out of the way because there's a bullet coming right at my face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. That, that's interesting to me. It is, yeah. That, 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 that holds authority over me. Mm. Cause I hear that, and I, I, it's like that's why I like stand up. Mm. You, you know, you come to my show. I'm either going to be funny or I'm not. Yeah, and and yeah. and we'll see. You know. Yeah, but there's there's room. Uh, I 100% agree with that. At some point, no matter what the discussion is, it comes down to one man with a gun and another man with a gun. Right. That's how it goes for everyone. And we want we like the the purpose <laughs> of politics is to avo to avoid that. The people. Uh, my assumption is. That people like Romulus, for example, and and maybe even before that, had seen the horrors of never-ending war and developed politics as a way to fucking avoid that yes, shit. Yes, man. You know what I mean? Because well, yeah, or 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 there is something that Nixon wrote. I think it was called Real Peace. Maybe it was Kissinger. Read it a long time ago. That said, you have to take the profit out of war. Mm. You got to take the profit out of coups and about out of the the man with the biggest gun 
when the man with the biggest club rules the society, it's not that stable. Right. Yep. Because there's always another guy behind him waiting to do that. So somebody if you can take to it out, challenge him. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. That's why dialogue, not fisticuffs, is really important in political debate. Yeah. Um, it's also why you should exercise the principle of charity at every opportunity. Right. That is to say, you take what the person is saying to you at the best possible and rational meaning instead of saying, so what you're saying is, and then followed by some bullshit. Well, but okay. But also, also keep in mind that there are different kinds of strengths. If you're Mm. using strength with one metric, you're, you're, you're going to get Somalia and Afghanistan. You can't just be the guy with with the biggest muscles. The, 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 The great thing about this country is that we recognize that there are strengths that some of our gentler spirits have that Mm -hmm. make our culture really interesting and provide what's called creativity and all the goodies. Steve Jobs couldn't bench press a lot. Einstein couldn't do CrossFit. Mm. But, you know, I'm glad these guys were around because they came up with some really interesting thing. Prince was five foot nothing. Mm. But he was, and he wore high heels and a bouffant. But, yeah, but I could, liked his music. He was a good baller too, apparently. He he was. I've stood next to him. Mm. I was so shocked at how small he was. Tiny he was man. a legit dwarf, legit. Like he was a proportioned <laughs> dwarf. Is dwarf acceptable? I don't. I care. don't care. Yeah. I don't give a shit. You you he played was a true dwarf. Didn't you play a Puerto Rican in one of Ross's movies? I think so. I don't it's, know. We're probably. beyond. We're beyond all this yeah, stuff. At this I, point. I was in. I was also in blackface on Mad <laughs> TV. Somebody found it. So so was uh, uh, let's see Jenna from Thirty Rock. Um, everybody's done blackface. Yeah, I mean, it's um, like, uh, that was nineteen ninety five. Fuck off. <laughs> um, but in addition to recognizing that everybody has value, and I think that's a really important part too, because there's nothing the 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 fast road to nihilism <laughs> is feeling no investment in the things around you and feeling like you have nothing to offer. That is. That is the the biggest variety of poison socially that exists on earth. Yes. Forget about all the cult Amen stuff and all that. that stuff. It is the individual not feeling like they have value to, to provide for other people because that's how you define your existence, right? Yes. By that, um, and I it is the it is <clears throat> the way that we've tried to treat post traumatic stress and veterans has been a complete failure because of that misunderstanding. People think that we need to have a pat on the back or like, hey, it's okay, buddy. Like, no, this is a human being who has been defined by their purpose at the ultimate life and death level. You can't come in with platitudes to talk to somebody like that. They they, They don't need your sympathy. They don't even need your empathy. They don't need a pat on the back. They don't need to be told it's okay. They need the next job to do. That's what these men do. Met women as well to some degree, but mostly yeah. it is men that deal with those problems, yes. and that's what they need. Like, we, yeah, somebody we, said we something cool uh, about that. They were like, "Men don't need uh, a pat on the back and a hug. Mm. What men want to feel is significant and important, mm. and they'll go through all the hardship to feel that way. They'll go yeah. through all of it. They'll cl- crawl through mud literally on their stomach and fight starve wars, themselves. build society, right? Yes, I and mean, that's man. that's but and and we we know this. Yes, and still. Uh, I, I can't tell if it's just like the, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Um, and there's also some degree of safetyism and treatment and shit like that as well. Uh, but they were perfectly fine getting everybody addicted to Percocet. Right. So it isn't all, it isn't, you can't, you can't just say that it was a failure of empathy. You know what I mean? Like there was some coordinated effort to get people addicted to shit as well. Yeah, man. Um, that's a good point, but it's, you know, Everyone, this is this is how we define ourselves through the value that we provide society. Whether people believe that shit or not, that right, is right. how you as an individual define yourself. And then, as you mentioned before, I think this is really important. It's the principal charity thing, but it's also everybody has their story. They got their own perspective. If you look at the way a house is built, you know, every, they, if you go to different towns and houses that were built in different times, they're going to have different structural design and different features and shit like that. It's the same thing for any human being that you run into. And that's like one of the most famous pieces of art of all time, or it was until recently it was Rashomon, right? And it's the story from different perspective of a very violent event. Yeah. From the great, victims. It's an Akira Kurosawa yeah. movie. Have you seen yeah. it? Oh, yeah. 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 Is yeah. that what you're talking about? Yeah. 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 So it's like something terrible happened and you hear about it from the perspective. Uh, well, it's a rape, but you hear about it from the perspective of the victim, the assailant, witnesses, so on, right? And uh, not everything in life is that serious. Right. But every 
every conversation you have with somebody, particularly about things that are meaningful in their life, is going to be, it's going to be, that, that is the package that it will come in. And it is your job as a human being, as somebody who actually gives a fuck about, it's not about you caring about that individual person. It's about you caring about what happens around you in your society, right? And if you care about that shit, it is your job to unpack that person, right? And understand them. And just because you don't agree with their method of solving a problem doesn't mean that the fucking problem doesn't exist. Right, right. That's an interesting, that's an interesting point. I, I was thinking about the quote Robert Evans, the great movie producer said, there's, there's three sides of every story, your side, my side and the truth and yeah. nobody's lying yeah mm -hmm. you know uh again it, it depends on the story that you're telling yourself mm. um we solved a lot of the world's problems so far i hope you guys were writing all these things down because you know i feel like we uh we can send this out to everybody yeah well it's the the i don't think it's all that difficult frankly it's, yeah. I think it's not difficult to solve these kind of problems. I think it's easy to get distracted. That's, that's the issue. Well, um, I think that uh, there are two ideas. You know, um, meaning will always be hard to come mm. by. Adventure will always be hard to come by. But the Intimacy. struggle to get there is kind of the point. Though, it is right? the point. It is the point. In Intimacy, um, uh, living truthfully, all these things are um, probably never going to lose their challenges, and they shouldn't. But I like the idea of just, um, there are a couple conservative sort of precepts. Mm -hmm. One is that human beings are flawed, mm -hmm. um, and we always <clears throat> will be. We're kind of doomed from the start. Right. So don't look to perfect, you know, uh, self-perfection is a, 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 a fool's errand. Sure. And so is perfecting society. Creating utopias in society is a very, very dangerous well, that's, idea. That's why we said a more perfect union, not yes, a perfect that's union. Right. That, a that's right. A more that's a, perfect union. Exactly. It's a pretty... It's a big, big difference. A, yeah. Because, um, and, and so that leaves you with what? Trade-offs. I know I don't have the perfect solution. Mm. I know capitalism has its faults, pitfalls. I know democracy has its issues and it's messy. Mm. But compared to what... Compared to what? I'll take these trade-offs over the trade-offs you make when you put the collective over the individual, yeah. like socialism and communism. There's also the implication, when you say something like to create a more perfect union, the implication is that it requires constant maintenance, right? Constant maintenance, tending to your garden. Mm. I loved Jordan Peterson. I, again, I, I always quote him because I, I'm, he, he's just a biblical scholar. Or he's just whatever he is. He... I love that what he said, um, even the Garden of Eden had a snake in it. Mm. God God couldn't even keep, you know, danger out of the Garden of Eden. That's kind of crazy. It's like, whatever you do, just don't eat that apple over there. And don't let that devil get in your ear, mm -hmm. you know? Well, uh, good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Because being curious is a sign of intelligence. Sure. All right. You know? Yeah, I think uh, what... I think we're all kind of uh, very susceptible to the is ought fallacy. You know what I mean? Like life is not fair. It sucks sometimes. It's tough sometimes. Um, and we think to ourselves, well, it shouldn't be like this. And that's a fair thing to say because it makes you want to improve the situation you're in and improve the situation for others. But when you start to believe that should is is, yeah. now you're in fucking trouble. Yeah, because you're going to... You're going to blame and be a victim. Mm -hmm. Know this. Know this. The universe will treat you unfairly. Yeah, yeah. Know this also, that, yeah. that you will lose mm -hmm. more than you gain. And eventually you will lose everything. That's right. right? And so, so know that that is a huge part of life, and it's supposed to because, because instead of thinking about what you can get from the universe— Think about what the universe is trying to get from you. I'm sorry you're using words like universe but I, instead of God because I don't want to get too religious. But the, the, anything bad that happens to you, can the, the, you can attach meaning to that, which is the following. Oh, this thing has made me very uncomfortable. I have lost this. I am, I am full of depression, anxiety, and fear, and sadness, whatever. Um, well... Um, what is that event trying to get mm. out of you? What kind of inner growth are you supposed to undertake as a result of this great opportunity? 
this gift that's been given to you. If you don't accept that, good luck. Good luck, because I don't know where else you go from there. I'd way rather think that way, because mm. it makes sense to me. Yeah, it does make sense. I mean, it's it's um, photosynthesis. It's fascial tissue tearing and repairing itself. Uh, the, the, the thing that makes life valuable as well is that it ends, right? What's the implication of that? The, the only reason that life has value is because it ends. The implication to me seems obvious. It's like you've got this life to fucking perform in, right? And there's a and time. How, there's a clock there's a, on there's it. There's a clock on it. And how are you going to choose to spend that time? And that's why, for me, uh, you know, my my upbringing was pretty rough. But it was. Yeah. E- even even beyond that. <clears throat> what was what was your upbringing like? Because uh, you're very intellectually curious. Mm, my dad was really abusive. Oh. Um. But. Interesting. It's you talk it, to him. No. Uh, I. How but, long has it been? What year is this? Ten years, probably. You just decided one day, fuck it. Yeah, but bef- even before then, I hadn't spoken to him in years. So it's really? it's been fifteen, probably total, some somewhere around there. I just there, there's no value in that relationship for me. Yeah, you know. Were you gonna say something to the effect that you wouldn't be who you are without him? That's part of it for sure. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. In and, a way, it's as fucked yeah. up as it is. It's like thanks, Dad. Yeah. And the other part of it is that I realized through that process is that life is not about you. Everything meaningful you ever do in your life will be in the service of other people, mm-hmm. right? Especially, it's easy for me to say especially as a man because I am one, but I think it is especially incumbent upon for men to, to uh, upon men to, to take charge of that specific part of your life, right? Like you owe, all this shit exists, all this, all the comforts, that you experience on a daily basis to include your own personal safety or a result of the work of men that came before you. You know what I mean? And how, what are you what are you doing to not just honor that sacrifice, but what are you doing to make sure that people will look back on you and be thankful as well? Yep. What does six semper tyrannis mean? Thus always to tyrants. It's what Brutus said before he stabbed Caesar. Wow. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's also what John Wilkes Booth said before he shot Abraham Lincoln. So it's not completely noble, really? right? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Six Sanford Tyrannus. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, I appreciate how you think and I appreciate the struggle. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think that uh, as you speak, I, I keep thinking you're, you're going to make a great dad. You just need some kids. Yeah, we'll get there. You got to find the right woman. That's the That's the, the most important part, yeah. decision you can make. Yeah. But you will. I will, yeah. How's the dating life in Austin? Oh, I don't know. I've been working. <laughs> but I'll get I'll get it's into shitty, it. Shitty, huh? Yeah. Maybe maybe stop spending all this time with all you fucking all the boys. Yeah. All yeah, you guys yeah. with your cauliflower ears and your dicks. <laughs> get some women in, in, in this. Go take a dance class. Oh go boy. take a salsa class. That'd be that put you out of your fucking comfort zone. Yeah, well. I recommend you go take a I, in earnest. I recommend you, Dan Holloway. Mm. You Dan as as JT said, fist fuck Holloway. Go and take a a go learn how to salsa, merengue, cha cha, and all the other Spanish dancing things, and you will find a a dancer, a woman in her body, who is who 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 is an artist and an athlete at the same time. <laughs> Because there is no other room for you, my friend. Yeah, friends. yeah, yeah. It's got to be a peak performer for sure. 100%. Uh, well, I, that's good you think advice. I'm kidding. I'm telling you, brother. I know. Uh, step into that arena. I've been taking dance class. It's fucking awesome. Are you, do, you, do you get like a fucking discount on your, if you bring more, is this a, a fucking pyramid it, scheme? It or should what's... be. It should be. But no, I haven't come to my house, me and my wife. Take, my wife's a killer dancer, so yeah. we, we, we do this. But um, I, I'm a big fan of doing stuff like that. Yeah. Like the opposite. Yeah, especially a guy like you. Especially a dude like it'd be you. funny because I have absolutely no rhythm, so it'd be definitely oh, starting from the ground level. You think you don't level. have rhythm, but you'd have to let go of certain certain. Uh, you'd have to break down certain walls in your head, which is why I think dance would be amazing for okay. you. It yeah, I like a nuts. challenge. Oh, I like it'd a be challenge. sick. Well, look, we got to get out of here. I think yep. you got a thing to go to as well. Yeah. I do. Uh, get what, what else you got to say to these dicks before we get out of here? I I, I just I just think. Um, What's important about this is that we have these conversations. Mm. I love talking to you because, you know, um, I learned last time we hung out, I was like, this dude's on my wavelength in mm. terms of, of being a searcher, being a Bodhi, a sattva, you know, a guy who's mm. just trying to get to the truth and, 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 and uh, working hard to expose yourself to the best that's been thought and said, um, and then making up your own mind. Mm. Um, 
And I, I also think it's significant and pretty cool that I give you a dance class as a challenge and you, oh, you, you're willing to take it. That's, that's kind of ballsy. I've done dumber shit than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're not afraid to stay uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's no risk in embarrassment. I don't believe in that shit. No. That, that, no. that, that's, that's all in your head. That We're shit all white exist. belts anyway at most yeah, yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, the thing about life is you can only be good at probably one or two things, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, if you want to be really good, you probably just one thing. So I don't know. That's, that's kind of what it is. But I love doing things that take me out of my comfort zone and dance, a dance class. For all you macho motherfuckers out there, for all you dudes with your beards and your your guns and your knives and your jujitsu and your CrossFit gyms, dance class. That's my assignment to all of you. That's my last thing. Get into a dance class, not ballet. I did that for two years. That's a bullshit dance. It's boring. I'm talking about I'm talking about Spanish shit. Mm. Get some get some Latin rhythm into your hips yeah. and your heart and you'll be better for it. I like that. It's good advice. Well, and all the best looking, all the great creatures, these, these women that bring you to your knees, that curl your toes, uh, they can be found there. Gold lies in them, thar hills, kids. <laughs> well, there you go. It's the uh, salsa gold rush of 2023. There it is, baby. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for coming, by the way. I appreciate it. Dude, anytime with you. Uh, anytime. Uh, I love it. We'll do it again sometime soon. Thank you all for listening. This has been Citizen.